Hello, I'm Pastor Nathan from River Rock Church in Plaine, Minnesota. And in this installment of Walking Our Way Through the Bible, we come to Acts chapter 14. So let's read the chapter and then we'll come back and reflect on it. Now at Iconium, they entered together into the Jewish synagogue and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So they remained for a long time, speaking boldly for the Lord, who bore witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the people of the city were divided, some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. When an attempt was made by both Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to mistreat them and to stone them, they learned of it and fled to Lystra and Derba, cities of Lyconia, and to the surrounding country, and there they continued to preach the gospel. Now at Lystra there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He is crippled from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking, and Paul, looking intently at him, and seeing that he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Lyconian, The gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. And the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance to the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates, and wanted to offer sacrifices with the crowds. But when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard of it, they tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd, crying out, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men of like nature with you, and we bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to a living God, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In past generations he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways, yet he did not leave himself without witness. For he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. Even with these words, they scarcely restrained the people from offering sacrifices to them. But the Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about him, he rose up and entered the city, and on the next day he went on with Barnabas to Derba. Then they had, when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church, with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. Then they passed through Bethsaida and came to Pamphylia. And when they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. And from there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled. And when they arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them, and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. And they remained no little time with the disciples. So Acts chapter 14 gives us some detail about the missionary journeys of Paul and Barnabas. And a lot of crazy stuff happens. So they go to Iconium. And they speak it to the Jews and the Greeks, and many of them become Christian. But then you kind of have these Jews and Gentiles, along with the rulers, who say, you know what, we don't need these people. Let's, let's stone them to death. And they end up kind of following Paul and Barnabas as they go from place to place. And one thing that we see with Paul and Barnabas is that they've been given a mission by God to go and preach the gospel. And when they sense that their time is done in one city, they just pack up and they move on to the next city. But they don't let the failures of the city before, or the, the complications of the city before, 
turn them away from the mission that God has given them. Now, what's fascinating when they're in Lystra is that the people quickly go from trying to worship them as gods to stoning them until they think that they're dead. And, you know, we're only given a little bit in Acts chapter 14, but you wish that you could almost like go back in time or just get a little window back in time and see what all was going on among the crowds because it seems like a crazy shift in just a short period of time, seemingly. Now, one of the things that I want to focus on is that in verse 27, when Paul and Barnabas come and they meet with some of the other disciples, it says, And when they arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. So often we sense a calling or a mission from God and we hit roadblocks, we hit opposition, and we start to question whether or not that's the calling, right? question whether or not that's God's will for our life. We also will define periods of our life many times by the opposition and by the difficulty. What we see here is that Paul and Barnabas face obstacles that many of us couldn't, couldn't even imagine, right? That many of us would probably not ever experience being stoned to death or being chased down by an angry mob that follows us from place to place. But when they come together with the church, what they recognize is that their time on this missionary journey isn't defined by those obstacles or those roadblocks, but it's defined by the work that God is doing. Here they say, opening a door of faith to the Gentiles. And this is an encouragement to me, and I hope it's an encouragement to you as well, that we will face a lot of difficulty, a lot of complications, a lot of setbacks, as we seek to live a life in accordance with God's word and his calling for us as individuals. And if we let roadblocks and obstacles dissuade us from doing what God has called us to do, if we let our life and our ministry be defined by the opposition that we face and the shortcomings and the failures that we experience, then oftentimes we'll miss the great work that God is doing, not just in our lives and in our lifetime, but the way that we can participate in God's work and his plan for the church and for the world as we eagerly anticipate his second coming. I hope that this has helped you as you seek to understand Acts chapter 14, and I pray that in all things God's name would be glorified and his will would be done.